0: Hello. Hello. And welcome Hello. to Killer Crime and Sister Time. I was just saying that was really off key. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Liberty. <laughs> Sydney. And we've already been talking for an hour. So um <laughs> <laughs> I was on a one-week honeymoon. Well, 10 days, I guess we were gone. So we had to catch up. Yeah, for real. I literally like haven't talked to this bitch. Like so much has happened. I so. know oh and i forgot to tell you too um today i got sworn into the kansas bar ah, so now you have your now your bar certified in what kansas and washington mm-hmm. and since you're like a military spouse can't you like get in a bunch of different states i mean if we're stationed there yeah right that's true not just like randomly but i can't just like get in i mean i could i could apply to them but i don't want to because that's expensive yeah exactly But yeah, so now I'm licensed. Well, I will be licensed once they process my um, new admittee forms and my oath and stuff like that. I will be uh, licensed to practice law in the city of Kansas. So super fancy. Yeah. It only took a few months, but it's okay. It's okay. You're here now. (laughs) We're here. We made it. You already have your own like clients and shit, don't you?
1: No, not yet because
0: I couldn't represent anyone, so... Okay, that makes yes. sense. Uh, pick up yeah. which pen. So I've been like helping attorneys on their cases, but no, I don't. I'm going to. See it. You advising bitch? Mm-hmm. Question. Yes. I saw this TikTok of this lawyer who was like, "Fuck what we learned in law school." I Google half the shit. Is that true? Um, I mean, maybe not Google, but like i don't think i google anything i mean unless i guess like there's like state specific statutes that i'll google to make sure i get like the requirements and the wording right Got it. okay I just, was, I just thought that was funny i just didn't know well i'm gonna be real with you law school is a lot of them being like okay look at what these old dead white men did Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the law anymore, but I really wanted you to read it. Um, so. <laughs> how so odd reason I needed to comprehend this. <laughs> yeah. I just really wanted you to learn about what these old white dead men did. Um. For no reason. We don't do that anymore. Uh, but isn't it wild that we used to, like, that's like what law school is. Um, and then you get like into what we do now a bit, but also it's never state specific. It's just stuff to help you pass the bar. And yeah. also abolish the bar exam because that's just a hazing ritual and it's stupid and it doesn't actually test anything relevant that is stupid I also feel like that's how like that's how I see a lot of nurses describe nursing school like nursing school doesn't teach you real bedside practices it just teaches you how to pass the NCLEX and I'm Mm -hmm. like it's valid but mm-hmm. at the same time, I know, like, medical shit's, like, a little more, like, you kind of have to, like, test that shit. Yeah, that's true. I'd, I'd much rather my nurses have it than, than my lawyers. I debated going to law school. Do you remember that? Yeah, don't do like, that. Like, two seconds. And you were like, mm, I kind of hate my life. And I was like, <laughs> <"Okay>, no. <laughs> law school is literally the worst decision I've ever made in my entire life. Are you happy now, though? I mean, I'm happy now, yeah. But, like, that sucked. It was three years of hating everything. And like, I have amazing friends from law school, don't get me wrong, but we bonded over hating everything. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I get that. I am, I'm actually very excited for nursing school. I don't know. I'm just excited to like, I just want to start my career already, you know? Right. I feel so that. He's 20 years over, the faster I get to retire. <laughs> <laughs> that is true that I'm is true my, i'm doing my full 20. oh you hear that mm-hmm. my husband's not listening but i tried to mm-hmm. tell him oh, yeah, I heard. oh he did hear it apparently i'm doing it he's texting his it. hoes so he's not listening. <laughs> his yeah. bitches yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> what did he say he told me he's looking at tits which is a joke because one time I don't even remember what you actually said I said I'm looking at tents oh yeah one time we we're about to go camping at, like in a couple weeks like a couple weeks like and he's like looking at stuff for camping and he's looking at tents oh. and he and I'm like what are you doing and he goes looking at tents but I thought he said tits <laughs> and I was like I don't know why you're <laughs> told me that <laughs> like at least hide it for me the fuck <laughs> I was like at least like pretend you're not looking at tits I don't and he's like yeah, he's like that's not what I said I was like oh <laughs> that's funny every time John is like oh I already told you about this I'm like oh you must have told your other girlfriend I do <laughs> that's favorite.
1: So. like your I don't
0: know. <laughs> didn't tell me that's for fucking sure <laughs> I'm like you. I remember things. <laughs> I write things down. <laughs> yeah, John, that's an ad about the Christmas list. <laughs> uh, so that's... this week, folks, we chose holiday themed, and I feel like I don't know. I I always hate being like you know, chose holiday theme murders because. Like, <laughs> <it just doesn't... laughs> the theme of our episode is crimes that occurred on holidays how about that exactly so sadly these crimes did occur at not fun times but the holidays yes they were supposed to be fun times jolly yes yes Yes. so yeah mine isn't like crazy long but it was pretty crazy because oh mine is crazy long i mean not crazy long but it's, it's pretty long it's pretty long right I uh, well, I didn't get done with my ROTC thing until like five, and mm-hmm. then I really needed like dinner, so I got Einstein's. So I was watching YouTube videos on murders, like hoping to like wait till I heard one that I liked. So I was listening and eating, and I was like, "Oh shit, this was pretty cool." It's not very long. I'm not cool. It's not long, but it was like, "Oh, interesting." Right. Interesting approach and kind of dumbass cops too. So okay. Speaking of dumbass cops, I'm currently reading Helter Skelter, you know, about the Manson murders. I did not know that was a thing. Oh, okay. Well, you know Charles Manson, right? Yeah, he was like a cult leader, right? Yeah. Well, he and his followers killed, like, Sharon Tate, which is Roman Polanski's wife. Who's Roman Polanski? He's a film producer got it yes I remember now um and like a bunch of her friends and her unborn baby and then um they also killed like this couple in their house and then like a bunch of other random murders. The dumbass cops in this book well I mean in real life they were real life cops but like reading about them in the book I'm like, oh my god. oh my god if you just put your like, bullshit aside for two seconds you could have figured out these murders in like half the time yeah um I don't think that like these cops could have saved the people but at the same time they could have caught them faster but I don't think they could have saved the people either but I definitely think they could have caught them faster and given the families like a lot of peace of mind yeah exactly so I don't know, the investigation techniques from back then, you're like, what the fuck? I mean, mine's not from, like, back then, but, like, even with, like, I watched... Oh, my God, something crazy I was going to tell you, too. I watched one of the Ted Bundy's judges talking Mm -hmm. to him, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, no way. I was like, no fucking way did this judge actually say this to him. It's a video of Ted Bundy's judges (laughs) saying it's sad. He's a, he's a big white man and he's talking to Ted Bundy. And as we all know, Ted Bundy's a fucking serial killer who murdered innocent women. And he's looking at Ted Bundy and he's saying, you know, you could have been a great lawyer. It's so sad you took this path. I would have loved to serve law with you. And we're like, what the fuck? Why are you saying? No, he couldn't have been a great lawyer. He was a fucking moron. Well, also like, it's very insensitive and like fucking rude like not to be like oh not to be like all like fucking i don't even know what the word is not to be like sensitive i guess but like let's like put this into context here for a second he killed how many women right a lot a lot i don't even remember the number but i I know we researched him no we didn't not yet he was a pretty big one yeah i think you did i don't remember i don't remember he's been touched on a lot so i feel like that's just kind of like overdone right I kind of like how we, like, fuck with, like, small-town kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I know we don't always fuck with small-town shit, but I feel like we find, like, lesser-known cases. Right. I don't know. I digress. But still, hearing this video of Ted Bundy's judge saying this to him, I was like, like, the res- like it's it's like you're giving him respect. And it's right. just like, he does not deserve that for, like, the lives he's taken. No. And I just have a hard time believing that if it were anybody else that you would be treating them the same way. Right. Like does the judge not know that psychopaths are literally like manipulative like they get in your head like he has to like like he let him get in there by saying and he's like just feeding into his ego by saying that shit to him. But Also I would just like to say that anyone who thinks that they can be a lawyer after their first year of law school is an idiot because you don't know anything after your first year of law school yeah literally because he was only what like a fucking semester in when he got caught yeah and as an attorney I am still learning things every single day so and I'm in the job (laughs) you know know anything anything. as a first year law student but yeah you're never gonna know everything so like but you don't know anything after your first year (laughs) yeah literally well that was the ego that was the psychopath in him Mm -hmm. or the psycho i don't know there's a proper term for it i'm sorry sociopath sociopath thank you because we're supposed to not use the term psychopath anymore so sociopath yeah do you want to go first or do you want me to go first i'll go first fuck yeah i'm here for okay so mine is the solder family uh I don't want to say necessarily murders, but I'll say mystery, I guess. Okay. Um. So on Christmas Eve, 1945, uh, jo- George and Jenny Sauter went to sleep along with their nine children. Um, they had 10 children total, but their oldest was away with the army. Um, about 1 a.m. on Christmas Day, a fire broke out in the home. The couple and four of their children were able to escape, but five of them... I've heard of this one, yes. Yeah, but five of them, Maurice, 14, Martha, 12, Louis, nine, Jenny, eight, and Betty, five, were never seen again. Um, George attempted to re-enter the home once the fire started and he, his wife, and the four children were out uh, so that he could save his remaining children, um, who he assumed were stuck up in their bedrooms but when he tried to re-enter, he like completely tore his arm open. he was gushing blood. and when he like got into the home, he couldn't see a single thing. like the staircase was completely disappeared uh, you know, in the smoke. like he couldn't see where right. he was going. Um And also the staircase had like been engulfed in flames and was blocking his way upstairs to the kids. like it was it, just it was him. really quick exactly yeah uh so open that door you let all the air in the fire yeah. in me he opened the door the fucking flames whew, oxygen he yeah. just fed all that shit yeah um due to his inability to reach the children from the inside he ran outside to grab his ladder and to attempt to reach them from the windows mm-hmm. um but his ladder was nowhere to be found which was weird given the fact that Normally he kept his ladder outside by the side of the house. Um, next he thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to pull my truck up because he had like a, a trucking business where he would like move coal and dirt for people. Um, so he was going to move his coal truck up next to the house and get on top of it to reach the window. Um, and he had two trucks for his business. Neither one would start. Even though they had run the day before. Right um he then ran for some water like in the rain buckets that they had um but all of the buckets were frozen solid he was desperate and heartbroken at this time um his daughter Marion ran to the neighbor to call for help but no operator answered so she sprints to the next door neighbor's house and they they call 911 and the operator doesn't pick up oh, fuck. yeah um and Another neighbor saw the blaze and called from a tavern down the way, Um, but again, no one answered. That neighbor was so frustrated that he ended up just driving around the town and hunting down the fire chief. When he found him, the fire chief started the phone tree because they didn't have a way to call everybody at once. Um, so it started with the fire chief, and then he found he called the next person down, and that person called the next person, and so on, until they were finally 1945. Got it. Yeah. So until they were finally able to rally everyone. Um, while the fire department was less than three miles away from the family's home, they didn't arrive until 8 a.m. The fire began at 1 a.m. and um destroyed the house within 45 minutes. So they get there seven hours later and right. the house is gone. gone. Yeah. Um, so the children that were stuck in the house, um, based on the destruction, George and Jenny assumed that their five remaining children were deceased. Really? Obviously, like, can't see, like, there's nothing left um but a search of the ruins showed no remains and the fire chief stated that the fire hadn't been hot enough to cremate bodies it could it has to get really hot to have absolutely no evidence yeah exactly and the fire chief was like there's no way that it got that hot especially if george ran back inside like yeah literally if he was able to open that door that no yeah And so the fire chief is like, there's no way the bodies would be cremated after that. Um, The police eventually attributed the fire to faulty wiring and the coroner issued five death certificates due to fire or suffocation. But since they had no bodies, there was, you know, there's no proof, right? Yeah. There's no legitimate way for them to prove what happened. Exactly. Um, But without remains and no explanation as to why the fire occurred like no actual explanation, just kind of speculation, the Sauters began to wonder if their children were alive. Um, so a little background on the family. Backtracking a bit. Um, George Sodder, the father, was born Giorgio Sadu in Tula, Sardinia in 1895. So Italy. Um, and he later immigrated to the United States when he was 13 when he reached the United States, uh, he had traveled with his older brother. Um, his older brother left him immediately at Ellis Island and turned around and went back to Italy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Leaving George alone in the U S by himself at 13. Right. Um, so George just trying to figure out his way, started working on Pennsylvania railroads. Um, and he would like shuttle back and forth, like food and supplies to the railroad workers Uh um eventually he moved to smithers west virginia words are hard west virginia this is where he um started his own trucking company like i was talking about earlier where he would haul dirt for construction and then eventually he would haul freight and coal later on in his career um One day, George walked into a local store called The Music Box and met the owner's daughter, Jenny uh, Cipriani. Cipriani? Cipriani. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds Italian. It is Italian. She had immigrated from Italy with her family when she was three years old. Um, They married and had 10 children from 1923 to 1943. Right. Um, the couple ended up settling in Fayetteville, West Virginia, and the town had a very large Italian population so that, you know, they found themselves pretty much at home there. Um, the family was respected throughout the town. George was known to be knowledgeable on a lot of topics and he would talk with anyone about a number of things like at any time. Um, everyone really liked him. Right. Um, but George did refuse to talk about Italy and why he left. Um, he was, though, very vocal about his dislike for Mussolini. Wasn't Mussolini a dictator? Mm-hmm. An Italian dictator. Oh fuck, we're not gonna like him. <laughs> um, so prior to the fire, now we're moving forward again. Wait. Um. So like I mentioned earlier, like the family was very confused as to why there were no remains. And, you know, they just had a lot of questions. And so they started to piece together some weird incidents that um, after the fire that had happened previous to it. So they're like, okay, what are some things that might have been off before the fire? Because this all seems weird. Um, so for example, a few months before the fire, a man came to the home asking about a hauling job. Cause you know, that's what George did. He hauled right. freight and coal and stuff. Um, and he walked around the back of the house for some reason yeah. and pointed to two fuse boxes saying, this is going to cause a fire someday which George was super confused about and thought was weird because um, those fuse boxes had passed an inspection by the local power company um, you know earlier uh, in the year so he was like what are you talking about like this is fine okay, but um, just that. yeah and because they had passed an inspection like recently he was like oh okay like whatever and just kind of brushed it off um another incident though occurred around this time as well where a man came to try and sell the family life insurance um george declined and when he did the man became irate um he told george that his house would burn down and his children would be destroyed um he said that he would pay for the remarks that george made about mussolini the fuck yeah who likes a dictator bro what <laughs> yeah. Um the older children also noticed something weird um like a few weeks before the fire. Um it, when, there was a man parked on US Highway 21 and he was intently watching the younger children as they weird. came home from school. Weird as fuck. Yeah, super creepy. Are we thinking some Italian mafia kind of shit? We'll get to it. Okay. Um so and another weird thing, um, around midnight before the fire broke out, the phone rang. And it was around like 12, 12 15-ish time frame. Um, as to not wake the kids as they were all like sleeping and just you know, in bed because it was Christmas Eve and they were excited. Um, Jenny rushed to answer it. An unfamiliar woman answer or was on the other line and asked for an unfamiliar name um in the background jenny could hear like the sounds of a party filling whatever room this woman was in right um jenny told the woman she had the wrong number and hung up just like, whatever that happens, especially in 1945. Exactly. if like your operator connects you to the wrong person or something. Yeah. But after walking back to bed or like she's on her way back upstairs to bed, she notices all the lights are on downstairs and the curtains were open and the door, the front door was unlocked. Oh. Um, I think that she just kind of thought that it was like the kids had gone to bed without like paying attention to their surroundings. Right. Um, cause there's nine of them at home. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, so she handled all these issues and then went to bed. When she started to fall asleep, she ended up hearing a loud bang on the roof and a rolling noise. Um, but she just, I don't know, didn't think much of it. So she right. went back to sleep. Um, she fell asleep to wake up only an hour later to heavy smoke in her room. Um, So, you know, the family is just trying to like thinking all these things are kind of weird now that they're thinking back on them. And then also thinking it's just really weird that they didn't find any remains of the kids Um, because if they would have died in the fire, like they would know about it. Exactly. Um, So they confirm their suspicions with a crematorium employee who says that A body must be burned at 2,000 degrees for two hours to completely burn. But like I mentioned before, their house only burned for 45 minutes. Exactly. And even, you know, even if it was 2,000 degrees, it it wasn't long enough. Um, I I mean, I'm going to look it up just to confirm, but I don't think your average house fire is that hot. Right. I didn't think so either. I was like, that's hot. It's about 1,100 degrees Fahrenheit. Right. your average house fire. So 900 degrees less than what this crematorium employee is saying it needs to be at. And for half the time. It's also not hot enough to destroy most metals and earthly-made substances. So it'll burn wood, but Mm -hmm. it won't burn your concrete. It won't really burn your brick. Like, that kind of shit. Right. I mean, I don't even know if it's possible to burn concrete and brick now that I think about it. But whatever. Continue. (laughs) We're moving on. It's fine. (laughs) Um... Additionally, like as they continue to investigate this and look over stuff that's happening at the house, um, the telephone repairman told the solders that their phone line had been cut. Um, And if you remember, the police said that it was faulty wiring, Right. but if there was no power to the line, then there would have been no way for it to catch also, when did it get cut? Because she got a phone call at like an hour or two before she went to sleep. Mm-hmm. An hour so before like, the fire, there. she got a phone call. Right. Mm-hmm. They were either in the house or they're outside the whole time. But she heard noises of a party. On the other end of the phone? hmm Like thinking right. of glasses and talking and stuff. It was a distraction. Maybe or wow. to see like if they were home or something before right. they see if they were home that's that nah, that's valid as fuck too yeah i don't know um so there's the you know it not being hot enough to burn the bodies it also couldn't have been faulty wiring like the police concluded because they were cut um also as like the solders are pushing the police to continue investigating this they're looking into things on their own um people start coming forward with sightings quote-unquote sightings oh shit Um, the kids yeah of the kids um one woman about 50 miles away claims she served the kids breakfast at like this tourist spot right um another woman in charleston claimed she had seen them about a month or like a month and a half after the fire she stated that the kids were with two men and two women when she tried to make conversation with the children the whole group froze her out she said like the men became really aggressive and started speaking in italian to the kids um and then no one spoke to her after that right um she said they checked into a hotel really late that night and then they checked out really early the next morning Um, in 1947, George, you know, desperate to keep this investigation alive and going because the police has kind of deemed it done. Um, he reaches out to the FBI and they stated they didn't have jurisdiction over the issue because it was a state issue. Um, and there wasn't like any proof that anyone from outside the state had been involved. Exactly. So they don't have their national jurisdiction yet. Yeah. And so, the FBI was like, I mean, like, if your local police want to take us on, then yeah, we'll, we'll come and help. Um, so they reach out to the local police, and the local police declined their help. Which means they can't do anything. Why, though? Like, what does it hurt, I guess? So um, I think that the police just thought, like, oh, this is, like, open and closed. We don't need the FBI here to investigate this any further. That's true. Yeah. I get that, but at the same time, like, why not just cover all your bases i guess i don't know right especially because i feel like if it was your family you'd want everyone to be doing the most but exactly like yeah 100 people i feel like sometimes people don't realize that they're like it's not like put yourself in that position yeah um so the fbi it, it gets rejected by the local police um at this point the solders then turn to a pi private investigator and the private investigator discovers that the insurance salesman who made the threat you know who was like you'll pay for all the things you said about Mussolini um was actually one of the people on the fire commission who deemed the fire accidental what the fuck yeah which is like man yeah and why yeah on yeah <laughs> selling life insurance i don't know i'm so confused What? yeah i don't know um and over the years the leads conti- and tips continue to come in but nothing was ever productive nothing ever came of it right um In August of 1949, the Sodders decided to mount a new search at the scene. Um, So they thoroughly examined the ground where their home used to be. And they found damaged coins, a partly burned dictionary, and several shards of vertebrae. Oh, shit. While the bones could have belonged to the oldest missing Sodder child... He was only 14 and the vertebrae likely belonged to a 16 to 17-year-old because they were fused um, the way that a 14-year-old wouldn't have been yet. So, there any 16 or 17-year-olds that went missing though in that fire? No. So, um, And the bones also didn't appear to be exposed to fire at all. So what the thought is is that the bones were probably from the dirt that because solder the solder family brought in dirt to make a memorial for the kids at the no. site. And so the thought is that the bones came from the dirt that they brought in and not from the family at all. That means there's another dead body in the fucking dirt, bro. Yeah. Well, I was kind of wondering too, though, if they like picked if they had like some dirt had been moved for construction or something and been picked up and moved. And it had been like on an old burial ground or something. It was like well, well, we probably. Yeah. But anyway, um, it was concluded that the bones were unlikely to be from any of the children and that they weren't involved in the fire. Okay. Um, at this point, after you know, finding the vertebrae and excluding them from being any of the kids, um, the town chose to close the case based on like the fact that they were like we're not getting anywhere with this and we we're just going to stick with what we've already concluded yeah exactly um the solders obviously did not like this they held out hope that their children were alive um because you know there's still no evidence they there there was no evidence that they were burned in the fire yeah i mean minus <laughs> the fact that oh sorry i'm kidding. tough. Text- <sighs> Um, minus the fact that, you know, like a fire occurred. That was the only evidence that they really had at the time and especially since it wasn't like a lot of i guarantee this house like you know my bitch probably had like asbestos and some shit oh, yeah. but there's not a lot of highly chemicals that are gonna like make the fire hotter or, like a bunch of random fucking materials in the 40s like no it was probably wood whatever mm-hmm. insulation they got cooking maybe some whack-ass paint and like that's it like there's no serious chemicals that's gonna really like ramp up the heat in this fire yeah so like the bodies should still be there yeah they should and if it destroyed the whole house in 45 minutes that means again the bodies wouldn't have been burned you should have found them in the remains yeah exactly and if you were to find them in the remains like going back to the vertebrae thing it would be a lot more than just a vertebrae it would be whole it would be a skeleton like yeah maybe even more than that because it's not enough to burn all the soft tissue right and 90% of the time you see people die in fires, not even from flames and fire. From smoke, smoke ventilation. Ventilation. And then yeah. they put themselves in places like that they don't get burned. So like these kids probably would not have gotten burned, honestly, or burned too bad. Right. Um. So like I said, the Sodders are going along the same line we are and they think that um their kids are still alive. So in an effort to like find them they erect billboards and they offer a five thousand dollar reward for information that would lead to the kids they soon increase this to ten thousand dollars and then multiple tips begin to come in um george traveled the country to investigate each of them but never got any answers in 1968 Jenny Sauter found an envelope that was addressed to her from Kentucky with a photograph claiming to be Lewis Sauter, which was the nine-year-old boy who right. went missing in the fire. Um, it had been more than 20 years since the fire, and the photo looked like what their nine-year-old son would, be grow-, would grow up to look like. Right. Um, so the family sent a PI to Kentucky, but they never heard from him again. The fuck? Yeah. And it's a bummer, too, because it's like there was no return address on this Kentucky, like, letter, and they were, like, thinking seriously that this could be their son, and so it was just heartbreaking for them to, like, get this lead and then not be able to go anywhere with it. Right, and exactly, because you know that, what if the PI got marked? Yeah, or if, like, the PI just... Took their money and ran. Right, that's probably more likely, but I don't know. But yeah, it's true. But if he'd done other shit for them before in the past, why is he now just running? Oh, I don't know if it was the same PI. I just know that it was API. A PI, uh, P. I got it, girl. Yeah, yeah. Um. Unfortunately, later that year in 1968, George died, still with hope in his heart that he'd crack the case and find his children alive. Um. Jenny Sauter died in 1989. She, again, like George, held out hope that she would find her children one day. Um, and Jenny, from the time of the fire until she died, she wore black every day in mourning for her children. Jesus. Yeah. This is extra. After Jenny's death, the billboard, uh, you know, saying like, "Have you seen these kids?" came down and her children but her children and grandchildren continued to search um they all came up with their own theories nobody thought that the kids had died in the fire though right so yeah um the family kind of thought along the lines that like george refused to join the mafia and they exacted their revenge by like burning down the house like the mafia thing you were talking about earlier The kids yeah and took the kids um or some people think that maybe the kids were kidnapped by somebody they knew um they really just don't know look like it takes a lot of effort though to kidnap five kids right that's what I'm saying and also it's not like you can just pick them up like some of them are like 14 like 12 like they're grown ass like they're grown kids. Yeah. yeah so I don't know um So Sylvia, who's the youngest child, youngest surviving child, um, she's the only surviving solder now. Um, she too, like the rest of her siblings doesn't feel that, uh, her five siblings died in the fire. She still searches to this day when she gets like a chance. So she'll do Google searches and look on like sleuthing websites and stuff just to see like what people may have come up with. Um, And she says that, unfortunately, her first memories are at two years old when the fire occurred, seeing her father bleeding and hearing the screams of her family members as they search for her siblings. So I heard that one on My Favorite Murder, and I was like, there's no fucking way. Like, that's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not my favorite murder. And that's why we drink. Oh, I love them. But yeah, they still haven't found any leads as to what would happen or anything like that it's just shit like that like when I like if there is like another worldly figure like going on up there right that's the first question I will be asking I want to find out what happened to John Benny Ramsey I want to find out the solder case and Ramsey was allegedly her brother allegedly yeah because apparently (laughs) you can get sued for slander if you say that um John A <laughs> Ramsey uh the Sodders there's more there's more oh uh Carol Baskin aliens aliens yeah of course um uh, <laughs> I just need to know I need answers man I need answers I do think I know aliens are real but I want to know have we ever come in contact with them what the fuck do other planets look like I don't know but okay. um speaking of aliens I went to the Mayan ruins or a Mayan ruins um, and the tour guide was talking about how settlers and like you know conquerors thought that the Mayans were aliens because they used to flatten their foreheads and stuff so yeah Mm -hmm. I guess that's just a beauty thing every culture has it's different yeah, they they thought it made them more beautiful, so they'd flat like they put boards on the heads of like babies, mm-hmm. from like a few weeks old to like five months old, and then it would flatten their foreheads, and that was like the peak beauty. Makes sense. I mean, fuck, every culture has its different beauty standard. Mm-hmm. So my family. Oh wait, can I just say really quick? My resources were Smithsonian, in touch, and Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my sources were youtube um i totally forgot what channel but they're like a murder channel like they talk about this stuff okay it was a dude um and wikipedia Uh, so my family is the carnation or no carnation washington it's called the carnation murders because they're from carnation washington so carnation washington is in king county which is about 25 miles east of seattle tiny fucking town like i'm talking like 1800 people kind of tiny that um number was taken in 2010 um so yeah that was like the census of the area was about population about 18 1800 sorry Uh, so yeah about 1800 people literally not a lot everyone knows everyone and that was really emphasized in like every article I read because this is like you know they really emphasize this especially in like small town shit like how nothing bad ever happened here oh my god that's literally the curse on your town like that's how you get something bad to happen there as you say nothing bad has ever happened here yeah literally so this took place Christmas Eve 2007 um total six victims and involved three generations of the anderson family so judy anderson was 61 and she was a postal worker wayne scott anderson was her husband and he was 60 he was a boeing engineer scott anderson is uh wayne and judy's son he was 32 erica anderson is scott's wife Uh, she was also 32 olivia and nathan anderson are scott and erica's kids five and three um Olivia was five Nathan was three years old so just like a whole family right this one's, this one's pretty short but like there's an aspect of this and I was like damn like they really kind of thought of everything um so on the afternoon of December 27th 27th December 24th 2007 Joseph Thomas McEnroe and Michelle Kirsten Anderson got handguns and drove to the home of Michelle's parents Wayne and Judy in uh, Carnation, Washington for Christmas Eve. Um, once they got inside, uh, Joseph distracted Judy, the mom while she was wrapping presents by the tree while Michelle tried to kill her father. When she pulled the trigger, um, the gun jammed. So, they, so it ended up being like a huge struggle and they ended up just having to kill both of them just like at the same time. Just like, yeah, like it was just a huge issue. Um, after both of them had died they took the bodies outside in an outside shed and cleaned up while waiting for scott her brother and his family to arrive there's literally like no backstory it literally like just jumps in on everything. why <laughs> so once scott and his family arrived michelle shot her brother multiple times before he even got in and killed him while joseph took care of the wife erica Um, Their kids had just watched them die, and Erica, injured while they were focused on her kids, tried to call 911, but the connection only lasted a few seconds before Joseph picked up the phone, like, disconnected it, slammed it on the ground, and fatally shot her. The operator said it sounded like people arguing at a party, and that's all they got. So, um, Joseph also shot and killed the kids, because allegedly Michelle told him to, because they say... She was like, it was too traumatizing to keep them alive and they didn't want any witnesses. And she was like, I'm doing them a favor by killing them because like, they'll be too traumatized later in life. No. And they didn't want witnesses, which is probably their bigger reason. Yeah. Um, so once, Mich- once Michelle realized that Erica's 911 call like went through to the operator, she like apparently was like freaking the fuck out and was like, they're going to come here. So she runs to the end of the driveway and locks the gate so that when the police get there they're like, "Oh, well the gate's locked. Nothing's going on here." And the fucking police left. Are you shitting me? I laughed because I thought that was stupid. No, her plan fucking works. The police tried the gate, the gate was locked and they left. They were I like I really hey. laughed because I was like, "Oh, that's fucking dumb." Like no, fuck they went in there. It literally worked. So, I hate it here. Anyway, lights they didn't hear a commotion the gate was locked and they left um linda one of judy's best friend judy's the mom and the grandma she walks down the driveway because she's like what the fuck like judy hasn't been at work this is like her best friend and she looks inside the living room and sees two bodies um immediately she just assumes it's judy and wayne Um, So she calls the police. Well, it's not Judy and Wayne. Judy and Wayne are actually in an outside shed on the property. It's Scott and Erica, um, their son and daughter-in-law. Right. And um, so the police get called, and they track down Michelle and whatchamacallit, Joseph, and basically, it literally took them, like, not that long, and they just confessed, which is so weird, and literally... Um, she just told them that allegedly Scott and his parents had mistreated her. They'd wronged her and like left her out. And okay, so Don't hang her- out with them anymore. Literally. And Scott owed her money. Which is why she did what she did. So Sue... You're not did- going to get the money when he's dead. Yeah, literally. And you're in fucking prison, dumbass. They murdered three generations of the Anderson family. Um, Yeah. So like... Yeah, like I said, it was a pretty short story, but, like, the audacity of these cops to not go down the fucking driveway. Bruh, what the fuck? Yeah, because it sounds like I was listening to this while eating my Einsteins, and I was like, they were like, and she locked the gate, and I was like, huh, like, that's gonna work, and all of a sudden, they were like, her plan worked, and I was like, what? It was like the it? same reaction. I was like, the fuck? I literally, like, <laughs> you know that a uh, scene in Angerman who's like Veronica had a very funny joke today <laughs> that's Yeah, <how> felt. <laughs> yeah exactly you no know, it was literally just super stupid um I thought that was pretty crazy that it was like pretty close to our hometown and it was sadly on Christmas Eve but um yeah it's just it's my thing is, is, like, why I think it was definitely her that was the instigator of that all them, Michelle, oh, yeah. because even Joseph, when he testifies, he's, like, she's the one that wanted to do this, and she's the one that made me kill the kids. Were they, like, cra- Like, were they on something? I guess just don't understand how you could think that that was, like, a logical n- next step, unless you're intoxicated or, like, not in a good mental state. I can double check, but I literally it never said they were on anything. I think they just wanted money. Yeah, it literally says nothing of them being like on anything. It was just that they owed. But um, he got sentenced to life, good in prison. I think. Yes, they shared a trailer on Wayne and Judy's property so they like lived on the property you're joking um they let them live on their property and they still killed them yeah for real the day yeah it literally makes no sense that's ridiculous she told in a jailhouse interview, she tells, Michelle tells the Times she committed the murders and wants to die. I, and in quotes, I want the most severe punishment, which would be the death penalty. She tells the newspaper, I think if I kill a bunch of people, I'm not sure I deserve to live. I want to waive my trial. So she ended up waiving her trial, I'm pretty sure. One of them did, I know that for sure. Ju- a judge rules that the state cannot seek the death penalty what yeah i mean washington hasn't used the death penalty in a very long time it's also i think more of a punishment in my opinion to like make them suffer like the rest of their days knowing what they did it's also cheaper do you know how expensive the death penalty is yep because everybody's healing it yeah literally it's cheaper to just let those bitches live yeah and i mean like with people like her she has to sit there and think about it I don't think that would have bothered like someone like Ted Bundy though right and I also don't um, whatchamacallit I don't think she's being like I think she was just faking it like I don't find I don't yeah, think she can was you remorseful murder. yeah I don't think you can murder your niece your nephew your brother your sister and your parents and like be in good like I don't think you're like okay like you're not normal right yeah so yeah exactly every i just saw this tiktok um which was pretty interesting about how like whenever um school shootings happen the kids around always know they always are like this is the kid who would do it like you can just tell someone's off Mm -hmm. and she said that she met this guy on hinge or bumble hinge or bumble can't i can't remember and he ended up being the um, man that shot up the Colorado movie theater about six months after their date. And she said she saw the news and was shocked, but not surprised because she said about 10 minutes into this date before water even got to the table, she was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. She's like, she said she like knew. And like, that just like kind of reminded me because like, um, that that recent shooting that just happened. Yeah, um, yeah that was going to sound mean, but Will was like, that kid looks like he would do a school shooting. That's, I mean, no, but that's like, that's like the whole point of like the TikTok too is like you could like tell. Yeah. And he also, you know, like made threats all the time, had a Ooh. meeting with his principal that morning about his and behavior. He had also like changed his uh, header in his Instagram bio. He and was what. like, is like watch out whatever whatever the high school was called again i can't remember a bunch of kids didn't go to school that day and allegedly Good. he posted a countdown on his instagram story yeah he said like watch out so and so like whatever the high school name was yeah and then yeah i just can't even imagine i saw this video on tiktok where he tried to get them to open the door to their classroom by saying by pretending he was a cop and then you just see all these kids like sprinting out the side window like it's oh. just like yeah and like he had posted that nine mil on his instagram like a month like however long before flaunting it like as his own and i was like it yeah. was his mom bought it for him yeah that's just yeah i mean i trust me i'm fully supporting of his parents also getting charged with manslaughter too oh. because they gave their kid they yeah they a 100% aided and abetted that shit so you're an adult you take consequences for the actions of your kids yeah mm-hmm. i know that situation was really fucked up too yep it really was yeah especially cuz i don't I, I guess i don't understand like they knew they 100% they, knew they brought him to the principal's office Well the principal called yeah and the principal was like your behavior is like weird as fuck lately. Right. Obviously they didn't say that but like you know in the most professional way they were like yo. Your sauce. Your sauce is bug. Yeah. Yeah I think that shit's crazy. How do we just keep letting that happen? Yeah. It's a great question. It's a great question but yeah I digress but yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and thanks for sticking around for our late episodes, but I went on a honeymoon that I greatly deserved because oh, my husband and I hadn't wanted to have one, even though we've been married for a year and a half. So yeah, you hundred percent deserve that queen. So yeah. go, go you, um, I already have our pictures ready for the Instagram. Cause I'm actually going to post like right after this. Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. I've never been more proud. I know I'm ready to do it. And I'm ready to just not forget this time. Okay. Well, I believe in you. And thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you for taking our bye week. That was a pretty busy week for me too. So I'm kind of glad I got a little break in there to finish up some assignments. So yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we will see you next week. And then Liberty and I will actually be in the same place for like a week too. Oh my God. We will be in the same place for... No. (gasps) Ah, No, we won't. Never mind. Exactly. Not next week, no. Not next week. The week after. Yes, the week after. Good shit. Okay, bye. Alright. <laughs> what's going on? It's late here. I have an essay to write. Okay, go write your essay. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.